Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, y'all know me. It's Matt. Um, yeah, and I, I don't really know what we're talking about today. I think it's a shooting the shit kind of day, I guess. Um, I do... I do I have one bit of news other than I was just stinking sick this week um, for various things. But uh, then uh, I got my first rejection letter today uh, for my writing. So that was fun. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the first I've only submitted two things to for like short stories. Um, this is the f- first one that I submitted at the from the beginning of November. Um, and yeah, it, the, the interesting thing, and I don't know how common it is, um, but I got like a little note. So it wasn't just like a form letter or it was a form letter. And then below that, uh, there was just like a little note that just said it was a good story, but it just wasn't, uh, right. Or it wasn't the right time. Or I don't remember exactly what he said. Um, so I don't know if it was just cause it was, it was a, it was a heavily science fiction story. Um, so I don't know if the problem was just, they didn't want sci-fi like that it said that they accepted it but i kind of wonder if it was too much i don't know um but i have some plans for it i'm i actually just was thinking today i could either start a podcast where i just read my writings or i might uh retool it and submit it to um a comic book anthology that it would fit in that i know is coming out in the fall of next year so i don't know i'll think about it um but I just thought that was interesting. I was it was kind of exciting to get my first rejection. I guess I feel like a real writer now. Um, <laughs> where did, we'll see. What, what was I didn't know even know you were doing this. What, where did you submit it to? Oh, uh, like, you don't have to say where where exactly, but what did you submit it to? Like I uh, this it's actually kind of interesting, and I plan on doing more to this particular publication. And I think it might just be online, and then they do like um, an anthology at the end of the year of like the best. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure. I need to probably read the rule, read it a little bit better. But it's a website uh, or magazine or whatever called oh, what's it called? The First Line. Yeah, it's just called The First Line. And they have another one that's called The Last Line. And so they give you, at the beginning of the year, so uh, like a month ago, they released for next year, for 2023. Um, It's quarterly. So uh, there are four first lines, so for four different stories. Um, And so the first, I don't remember what the first line was for this one. I can just go to the website really quick. Oh, man, my computer is acting up. Um, first line magazine. I don't have a website. Here we go. Okay, so yeah, the first line. Um, and I guess I don't see where it is anymore um, for last month. But so basically for the spring of 2023, it is I am the second Mrs. Roberts. And so every story that is submitted for the spring... Uh, that's the first line of every story like if you're submitting a story you have to start with that line um and so for the whole year there's like then then for summer it's all lawns on mentone avenue are mowed on wednesdays fall then is as soon as harriet entered the building she headed to the seventh floor and then for the, the winter it's it was the farthest north they'd ever been um oh and yeah, so anyway, um, the one that I did, I think it was something like their father had two final wishes before he died or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so my story got really sci-fi, basically. It was about a guy who was like a scientist, I think. Uh, well, no, I don't think I know. And then his sons had to travel to Mars because of his death, basically. Um, and that's what the story was more or less about. Um, and so, Was it a first-person point of view narrative, or was it like a third no, person? No, I wrote that in the third person. Okay. Um, but it, it kind of depends, because like, uh, the one for Spring is I am the second Mrs. Roberts, so that would, in theory, that would... I, that would either need to be the first person, or like you'd have to open the story as if it you know, briefly in the first person, which I can imagine maybe if you're writing it as like, you know, somebody's reading a letter or something, I don't know. Um, but I have an idea for that one. And I, it's actually a story idea I've had for quite a while. And so I'll probably get that plotted out soon. It's due February 1st. So I have a couple months. Um, but no, it was just, it, it was, uh, it was exciting. What was my other one? I submitted something last week. I don't even remember what that was. Oh, it was, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I really want to talk about it too much That's or okay. like what I'm actually writing, but, um, and right. that, so yeah, I, I've submitted two things. I'm going to try to get at least one a month, I suppose. Uh, nah, maybe not. Maybe one every two months. Um, and then at least for this fall, this coming year, I plan to, cause I'm also writing that book with one of my friends or another friend. Um, but then I'm also going to try to read at least one book a month which is a challenge for me because I, I just don't read that much um, or like just, just I, I've, I just I've never made the time to, and you know, ever since I had kids, especially. Um, I, I, I can't I can't say I I disagree with you, man. I have I have a bunch of books that I bought like two years ago and I still haven't read. them. Yeah. And they're not even long ones. Some of them are only short yeah. stories, like 100 pages. And uh, I just can't I, I just can't motivate myself to sit down. Yeah. And just read them they're on ibooks and pretty much whenever um, i get a gift card for like apple or something like that i i buy a book and i just have a i just have like maybe five or so that aren't even that long that i just haven't bothered to yeah sit down and read or, or i forget yeah well that's my problem is like i forget or when i do sit down to read i just get really bored um i've only had two books i want to say in the last like year or so that like I've been able to just sit down and like I start reading it and I lose track of time. Like it does not, it just doesn't happen that much anymore. When I was a kid, it happened all the time. Um, and like I could just pick up a book and just start reading when I was when I was even in high school. Like, um, like I I, I often had a book in my bag, and it, like I'd get done or like you know if they let you do homework in class or something. If I got done early, like I just get the book out and start reading, and like I just never thought anything of it. But for some reason, as an adult, like especially since college, I don't know. Like I've just always had a hard time focusing on it. Um, I, I even lose focus listening to audiobooks sometimes. Yeah, it was not. I had to re-listen enough, to chapters sure. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the current book I'm on with audio, um, I find myself having to rewind it a lot. It's the mm. it's this. Uh, I just read the first or listened to the first one in this one. Uh, the series. Uh, what's it? It's the Southern Reach or something. Um, but it's the series. But um, the first book is Annihilation. There was a movie a few years ago with uh, Natalie Portman. Um, oh, the weird terraforming bubble. Yep, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never and saw the first... it, but I knew it because the trailer was always in front of movies that I'd see. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I looked into the movie, and it looks like it's changed a lot from the book, which I just don't understand that they needed to do that. But um, here it's really good, though. 
Yeah, and I, I still kind of want to see it, even though it's that it, it just looks very different. Um, but like it has a lot of the same con- like it, it's basically the same thing, just kind of a li- told a little. It looks like um, there are more people and more scenes because like the first book or this book, it's mostly just this lady. Well, it's her journals, so she's just like talking. And for most of the book, I want to say she's by herself. Um, and so I don't know. I, I was just looking at like the trailer and from different um, screenshots on I think Rotten Tomatoes I was looking at. Um, but I don't know. The book was amazing. It was very well written. Um, and it was just the the whole concept of it is just very interesting, like a weird terraforming bubble thing, like maybe alien, maybe not hard to say what's going on i guess um like even after reading it like i don't really know what's going on Uh, and so i wanted to listen to the second book but the second book takes place outside of the bubble and it's all just like politics basically of just this guy who is i think he it sounds like he works for the cia uh and he's just like a fixer and so they're trying to get him to like fix this program that monitors the bubble um or area x as it's called but uh and it's just like it's just all politics and it's just like all these people are just stupid. Like, why is this their job that they're handling this? Like apparently very important thing. Um, and I, they're all I, just I, like really petty. <laughs> I, you know, you know what that sounds like? What's that? Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you're right. It does. It sounds like Shin Godzilla and that movie is not for everybody. And mm-hmm. I absolutely, it's my favorite Godzilla movie out of all of them because yeah. I am, I'm so invested in listening to the politics of what sure. to deal with it. So, but I know I like you were one. very confused by that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think it was just the, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time with Paul. Like when you start getting into like the politics of situations like that. Um, I, and I generally, I don't think I mind it if you can gloss over it quickly enough, but like when that's just what the entire story is, All I, just, is. I, get, I get really bored really fast or I just and get really irritated. Because I'm just like, these people are supposed to be adults. Like, why can't we get over this and just, like, agree to be civil? Like, but – and I understand people aren't like that in real life. And so I guess maybe, like, it's just – I'd like to have some escapism. You know, this is fiction. Let's just let everyone be at least a little nicer to each other. I don't know. <laughs> um, like, the, like just why – I don't know. I just don't see why people need to be that petty. Um, but – and maybe that's why Star Trek is so good because, like – I know that that's what, you know, Gene Roddenberry didn't want people arguing with each other too much kind of thing. Um, God, but I don't know. Socialist, communist Gene Roddenberry. I mean, I'm a huge socialist utopian, so. That's, that's what it is when you really think about Star Trek and oh, you're really? like, oh, wow, this is just a straight up communist future. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So Except for recent Star Trek. Recent Star Trek well, is all about killing and. They've Hatred gotten away from it. Racism and shoving our 21st century issues into something 300, 400 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awful in every facet. Yeah. Oh, well. Eh, hopefully, season <laughs> What? Hopefully, season three is good. Yeah. Hopefully. Um,. But yeah, no, anyway, so I'm going to try to, yeah, I guess now that I'm saying it on the internet, you can't lie to the internet, as Tom says, so I'm going to try to read a book every month, try to get, I mean, I'd like to get something written once a month, but I guess between writing that book with uh, my friend and with, and then, yeah, writing some short stories in between, probably one, a short story every other month, I'd say, 
Um, we'll see. I don't know. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying being able to like finally get some stories out of my head that I've been thinking about and stuff. So that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think. Like that's the biggest thing that's happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, what about you, man? Working and working on my book. Yeah, my children's book. Um, right, right, right. I talked about it on a previous podcast, so I'm okay mm-hmm. with openly mm-hmm. talking about it a little bit. Uh, or just just forcing myself into it without burning myself out. I'm trying to do roughly about a page every to every other day, then take a break and then mm-hmm. jump back into it. I've been working on one page for I don't know about two days now. Okay. And and you're talking about illustrating. Yeah. Well. Book, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Making all the illustrations. Uh, and uh, I started this afternoon trying to make an animation. Oh, yeah. And it's it's so hard. I haven't <laughs> done an animation for a couple of years and I tried to make I, I did this picture that's on my Instagram, my uh, my book's Instagram of a, a holiday photo, a drawing. Yeah. And it's without a doubt, like the best picture I've ever drawn. And <laughs> it is good. I wanted to animate it of snowing. Yeah. And I watched a lot of tutorials on how to animate snow, but it's it's really difficult too. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem I have is I just need to keep watching tutorials because that's what I mostly do when I'm not being entertaining. Like I'm not watching stuff that's entertaining. I'm watching drawing tutorials mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And I was watching I just came across one this morning like uh before work like while I was waiting to go in and I was watching it and it was just this guy who made a really cool animation that I think was only four minutes long, like four, five seconds long. Okay. But it probably took him uh, close to a day to do it. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration of having to animate. I did a three second clip. If that two to three second clip once and it took me about five hours and it was literally just head nodding mm-hmm. it's very difficult because it is very much you have to draw every single frame that's moving you can't just try and cheat it it's yeah you can it'll look like shit but if you yeah. want it to look good you have to draw every single frame and it gets it gets rough to do it. Mm-hmm. so i was working on that um mm. That's honestly about it. Not too much. I do have a funny story to tell you. All right. Uh, have you ever heard of the uh, the thing of tapping the back of your neck to get a drink? It's a Russian thing. To get a drink? Like at a yes. bar or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tap the back of your neck or your shoulder, to, and that uh, that signals uh, to get another drink. Huh. Okay. Yes. Uh, there's a story behind that. So it goes as in the... The in Russia, this is hundreds of years ago. The Tsar, okay. yeah, he uh, commissioned to have a cathedral built, but mm-hmm. he wanted this massive, massive cathedral built. It was too mm-hmm. big, and <laughs> it was too big to get the spire on. Oh, okay. So he issued out uh, a request to anyone brave enough to uh, climb this, climb the cathedral, and put the spire on, mm-hmm. and no one would do it. They ended up getting three people. Uh, I believe it was a soldier, a volunteer, and a slave. Okay. And nobody could do it, but the slave ended up doing it. And so mm. the czar said, okay, I will grant you any wish you want. And the slave said, I want to drink vodka for free forever. 
Mm. He was just a massive drunk. Yeah. And the SAR said, are you sure? Like, I could, I could, I could free you. I could, <laughs> I could give you your freedom. And the slave said, no, I just want to drink. I just want to drink vodka for free. I want to go wherever I can and drink vodka for free. And so the Tsar uh, wrote down a piece of paper with his royal seal mm-hmm. uh, that said that was just it was just the seal. Like and that would actually give him the power to do whatever. Yeah. And so the guy would go out and just get shit faced at tab at bars and mm-hmm. then just show the royal seal and say, nope, I, I have the Tsar's royal seal. I drink for free. Mm-hmm. And well, he lost it. Mm. And so he went back to the czar and said, hey, I lost that seal. Can you can you please write me another one? And the czar did. And he uh, he 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 lost it a couple more times. Yeah. And so the czar was getting pretty fed up and was going to write him another one. And the guy said, I don't want something on paper. I'm going to lose it. Just uh, just brand your seal on me. Mm. And so they branded the seal on the back of the guy's neck. Yeah. Okay. And so he would go to the bars and drink, and then he would lift the back of his shirt and show the seal on his neck and say, nope, that's the seal of the royal czar. I can drink for free. Okay. That's how the tradition came of tapping the back of your neck to get uh, uh, to get a drink. Interesting. Died three years later of drunkenness. Yeah, I was going to say, he probably didn't last long. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I've never heard of that as a thing. Um, I'm oh, and, you know, I bet I'm going to see it everywhere now because <laughs> uh, I can see it. Like, I can see that. Like, I can. I can. I, I don't know. I can imagine somebody doing that. And it doesn't feel weird to me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I've probably seen it somewhere, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. Huh? Yeah, that's that's a little bit of weird history that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if I know any weird history now, but I, I probably do. I just can't think of it right now. I'm still really pissed about the planets thing. Yeah. So you texted me yesterday, the day before, uh, that there are two extra planets between Jupiter and Mars, mm-hmm. like around the asteroid belt. Yeah, so, I learned this so, from the internet historian the other day because they did a space thing on his other channel and they talked about that. That yeah, there are, there are well, series of Make Make. Uh, yes, these these yeah. things are uh, around the um, they're around the asteroid belt. Yeah. And they unfortunately fall under the same definition as Pluto. Yep. And the Which Pluto is- and the definition of Pluto is kind of bullshit because <laughs> it's bullshit. Well, I, yeah, it, they like don't want Pluto shape. because then you have to start counting all the other planets that are past Pluto. Yeah. Which I, I believe Ceres and maybe also Makemake are egg shaped. I, I think Ceres is. Um, they and I only spheres. know this because what? Well, they are spheres. They're planetoids. But the reason they won't identify them is because they don't have the gravitation to knock objects away from them. Ah, okay. Hmm. That's the new rule for Pluto. That's why they don't identify Pluto as a planet anymore. Like, Pluto meets all the original criterias of a planet, but then scientists decided that in order to be identified as a planet, you have to have enough gravitational orbit to knock objects away from you okay hmm interesting and so the only reason i know about these two planets is from uh book children's books because we have one for my son that is just about planets and it's funny because it said that i swore it said that they were um 
orbiting Jupiter. There's a bunch but, of Jupiter. What? There's a bunch of shit orbiting Jupiter. Right. And so, I mean, I could see that, like, you know, either that this book, this children's book is wrong or, you know, just kind of said that because it's easy to say. I still uh, remember our biology, our science book in fifth grade and the, the lies it fed us. Yeah. Well, I mean, it tells you what they know of science, I guess, which is just like it, it makes it really hard to trust science. It was 1997. It said yeah. that it takes 12 hours for food to go from our mouth to our stomach. Yeah. Eight years old. I was like. That's not true. Yeah. Well, and then why does it only take like seconds for coffee to make you go to the bathroom? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it, I would never forget that because it even gave uh, visuals of food and the yeah. hours it takes to travel down our esophagus. And it was like, even as a kid, I was like, well, that's not. I don't think that's right. Yeah. That's not even remotely accurate to. I don't know that is. I even interpreted what it said that way because I was just like, that can't be right. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying to yeah. see that even as a kid just being like, well, that's not true because my tummy hurts. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I eat a lot of candy and then I, my stomach hurts. It doesn't hurt 12 hours from now. Yeah. It hurts I'm now. I'm pretty sure I don't have a cheeseburger in my feeding tube. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's so annoying. It was frustrating to like see that and just be like no yeah that's lies those are lies that's the only one that really stands out for me as complete bullshit uh that well, the blood like, thing that always was back and forth when we were kids yeah the thing that i always have a hard time with and like i i get it there's calculations involved and you can prove it with math or whatever but like how they can tell us what the center of like well, I mean, what the center of the Earth even looks like. like. How do we know what the Earth's core is? Like, no one's been there. But um, that even if you get a, all the time, I think what, the most current one is it's a giant ball of iron spinning that creates our gravity. Right. Okay. Well, before then, that, when we were kids, it was just lava. Yeah. Right. Well, and then that after you know after that, like okay, like maybe you can tell what Earth is because we live here, sure, okay. But how can they like how do they know what the center of the Moon is or Jupiter or you know any planet? Because we've clearly never even been on most of these planets. But like I clearly it's, remember these cross-cut sections of these planets in our books. Yeah, I think. What do they say now that like the gas planets? There is something in the center. It's like a giant diamond or something. Yeah, I think it's yeah, just compression, something like that. Yeah, it's just matter that's been compressed so much. Which I mean, logically, yeah, that makes sense. I sure, um, because Jupiter is supposed to still have quite the, uh, you know, the pole, and if it's just gas, like which it's huge, so okay, sure. Um, but I don't know, like, and I'm sure some scientist is able to back this up with facts, but it's just like, but yeah, those facts have changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm still <laughs> kind of baffled that um, I'm still shocked by uh, the fact that it's only been in the past, what, three years that we finally saw a black hole. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They... Yeah, we finally had a photo. We finally managed to get a photograph of what a black hole looks like. And it yeah. actually is accurate. Yeah. To the math that Stephen Hawking created. Yeah, which I mean, and, and it's really cool when that happens. Oh, yeah. Like Interstellar. <laughs> I know with uh, Interstellar, that. Uh, that movie where yeah. behind the scenes of it, they took all the math mm. and calculated it into a computer to create the black hole. Okay. And it created it. Yeah. It created probably the most close theory of what a black hole is. And then a few years later, we managed to photograph one. And it it was it's fuzzy, but it, it's that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that that is pretty cool and interesting when they do that. Um, but and, and you know, I get it. Like science makes sense. Like when you do calculations and stuff, because like it it is reliable to that degree. But then, and I and so I I can trust. I feel like I can trust that Matt that sort of science but then it's just like the one when they're just like they look at a planet and they're just like the core of venus has you know uh, i don't know what the core yeah, of venus even is but really no i think they just base it off of uh <laughs> what the outside is and based on right. the atmosphere and what the gravity is and sure. they kind of just go off a of guesstimation which is i mean the biggest thing is a lot of science is theory yeah but it is factual theory well, yeah, I mean, their science, scientific theory is, well, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, shown as fact, but because yeah. like that is the best fact that we have. And yeah. I get that. And, I, and, and you know, like, I'm probably going to argue for science more than I feel like most people in this day and age anyway. Um, I just think it's funny, like when they say stuff like that. And it's just like, I, I, I don't even know how you're going to back that up. <laughs> but my favorite thing is when flat earthers prove themselves wrong. That's the best. It's the best thing ever when they put the poles up and they they say that it should try it should go right through and it doesn't. And they, yeah, it's like lift you lift your phone higher or lift the camera. Yeah, um, it's I, I've really never seen... funny when they do that and they're yeah. just like, oh, oh. Although that was another thing I was I was watching, which was the the one of the uh, not theories, but one of the explanations of why of the of the flat Earth and what actually is out of it. Like mm-hmm. how far it goes and stuff like that, which oh, okay. is stupidly fascinating. Where <laughs> it all comes straight from the Mediterranean, which means meet middle. Okay, so the Mediterranean so like, is the middle. Yeah, the it's the middle yeah. of the world. Sure. And as you pass the land and go to the oceans, mm-hmm. the ocean just keeps going. But uh, there's sea monsters out there. Okay. And if you go too far out, you get killed by the sea monsters, and they know it is because every once in a while a, a squid would uh, or a whale would wash up on shore. Oh, yeah. So you're and talking that, about, like, a long time ago. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, the ocean just keeps going until it turns into mud, and you can't traverse through the mud. Hmm. And then you, uh, the farther you go, it gets colder, and it freezes. And yeah. so it's just a, a flat terrain of just ice and mud uh, that's yeah. frozen. So it's just flat. And then eventually it hits the mountains and the mountains is the edge of the world where that's where the sky yeah. starts. Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes so much more sense than this fucking sphere. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I, and I, I get where, you know, they came up with a flat earth theory back then. Um, it's pretty amazing. People believe in it. Yeah. It's kind of shocking. It's like, that's, the most ludicrous thing. It's the stupidest thing ever, too. It's like the dumbest shit ever that people could believe in. Yeah, it's like, I, I think it's just people wanting to have some sort of control uh, over their life somehow. And for some oh, reason, that, they feel like that's a way of doing it. I don't know. That's the only that, that, logical that explanation. To, like conspiracy theories are, are as well. People yeah. believe in conspiracy theories because they feel there has to be some kind of control out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. They're like, unable to cope theories, with... Uh, that it like that uh that everything is not in your control yeah and i get that i mean i well i do and i don't like it's just one of those things where it's just like i don't know why somebody has to be control of everything i guess but sure well you talk to the right person that person in control is god (laughs) 
it's your religion. So, well, that is what I believe. Yes, I agree yeah. with you on that. Um, but to, yeah, as I was saying, and I was I was realizing like, yeah, yeah. Um, but even that's nuanced, I suppose. But I don't know. Uh, where are we? Okay. Didn't Saturn get hit? Didn't Saturn get hit by a fucking asteroid and knock its ring around? <laughs> didn't that happen like last year or this year? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean knock its ring around? Its ring is just a it bunch of rocks. It impacted so much that it changed its or- that it knocked its uh, rotation. Oh, that's interesting. No, I don't remember hearing about that. I remember hearing about aliens like being on Earth and everyone just kind of ignored that information. <clears throat> or like, what was it? The the Air Force said that they can't explain a bunch of like UFOs, basically, which doesn't necessarily mean aliens. It just means that they can't explain a bunch of things that they've seen. Oh, yeah. Well, Jupiter got slammed into by an asteroid, and we actually captured that on video. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. That was a few years ago, but I thought like something about how I may just be misremembering. So this is allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> uh, I swear I thought I heard that like Saturn got sm- or it, it's theorized that's the reason because Saturn's rings are not. Yeah, they're at uh, an angle. It's not perfect. And so I think I remember hearing a theory about how it got slammed by something and it knocked its orbit or it knocked its orbit, but it's knocked its rotation. Yeah. Like it got um, stuck in its uh, seasonal uh, change. Yeah, I don't know. I just Googled it. It looks like it got hit by some. Uh, meteor shower in 2013, maybe. Oh, did here? Oh, this is. A, I'm not gonna watch a YouTube video right now. Go away. Um, there's a YouTube video I just accidentally clicked on. Um, that says something about a comet hitting it in 2021. That was probably what I was thinking. Or that's Ju- another bullshit Jupiter thing I remember. Was also hit. What? Yeah, that's another bullshit thing I remember growing up in science class. The theory that the moon is excess of the Earth. Like, it's a portion of the Earth got knocked off and got stuck in orbit. And it's like, oh. I'm pretty sure it's just space yeah. junk. When the Earth got formed, it was just excessive space junk. Yeah. Just um, I just found something. It, 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 it's, a, it's a theory as to why it's tilted. Uh, Saturn is tilted after one of its moons crashed into it. A new That's study it. has suggested. Yeah, which that would be cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how fast it would have to hit it. Uh, it says that it would have happened 200 between 200 and 100 million years ago. So, man, what would knock it so fast to do that? I think it'd be a slow just graze or something um, like that. It was just a disintegrating um, orbit. And the, apparently, the name of the the moon had a name. It was Chrysalis. Uh, you don't believe who na- who's named after that? What? Who was named after who the moon was named after chrysalis and most of the shit's named after people who find it uh well most of the planets are named after greek gods mars god of a, a lot war. of modern ones are also named after people who find them yeah especially in the outer well yeah system. so the modern ones would be yeah 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 sorry you're yeah right. and uh, i mean let's hmm. be honest that theory is probably not that old yeah well probably Probably less than 50 years. This article it's named after a guy named Chris. Yeah, well, probably. Or somebody who just really liked butterflies. True. Because <laughs> it's chrysalis. Yeah, chrysalis. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is named. Uh, as a butterfly emerges from a chrysalis, the rings of Saturn emerge from the primordial satellite chrysalis. So it was named after a butterfly chrysalis. 
Anyway, that's an interesting theory. I'll have to read up on that. I remember when we found – I remember always, like, pointing out that Jupiter has a ring. It's just not super visible, and people always are like, bullshit. And I'm like, no, it uh, has, like, one single ring. Yep. I think all the uh, gas giants do. So that would be Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune, and yep. Uranus. Uh, I didn't think Uranus did, but, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. Neptune's the one that's, like, the ring is, like, up and down. Uh, yeah, because it spins like a barrel. Uh, okay. Let's just hope I spell Uranus correctly. Yep. Our Uranus has a ring. And it's it looks tilted, but that's... Oh, it's super pictures. small, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Um, does Neptune have a ring? Yeah, Neptune does. Uh, these pictures don't show it. Yep, it does. Okay, I found one picture that has it, I don't know. Yeah, it's got quite a couple. <clears throat> But yeah, no, I I knew it had a ring. I just couldn't find a picture of it. Um, ooh, those are pretty. Makes me want to watch two thousand one. I've never seen that movie. I've only read the book. Really? Yeah, it was a good book. It's a good movie. Uh, we'll have to watch it. I, I like two thousand ten <laughs> a little more though. Uh, is that the sequel? Yeah. Huh. With Roy yeah, Schneider. What? With Roy Schneider and uh, 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 John Lithgow. Interesting. Helen Mirren. Yep. It was, uh, came out in like the late 80s came out like 20 plus 25 years after uh no 20 plus years after 2001 wow interesting yeah More I'd like action to see orientated and dramatic which yeah. is totally fine what's well, well 2001 the book is uh very slow stanley Kubrick um, co-wrote it yeah but it's a very it was a very good book i liked it a lot um and then, well, and then that's that's the whole reason I think why I even like the mo- the movie Moon was just because of the whole. Oh, it's very two thousand one. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like somebody watched or read two thousand one and then wrote Moon. Like it, mm-hmm. it hundred percent feels like something that happened. Um, but yeah, it, but the book was good. I don't know. Um, we should watch. It. Have you ever seen? Um, I've never seen it. Uh, is it Solara? Solara? Solaris. Solaris, yeah. I've never seen not. it, but I've heard very good things about it. Um, but I think I think what I've heard is like if you liked 2001, this movie's better. <laughs> is usually what people have told me. I'm just like, okay. Uh, and I just I've just never watched it. But one of my favorite science fiction movies that's mostly science fact is Sunshine. Sunshine. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's a Danny Boyle film starring Killian Murphy. It's the sun is dying, so they're heading to the sun oh. to reignite it. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. It's uh, really I good. Guess, now that you say that, um, I, yeah, I remember I saw something about this not too long ago, and I was just like, why have I never heard of this movie? And it yeah, it came out in two thousand seven. Yes. Huh. It just I think it kind of just sounds like a ridiculous premise, maybe. Oh, it's not though. It's yeah. really good. Hmm. Yeah, Celia Murphy, Michelle Yeoh, Chris Evans. Yes. Uh, Rose Byrne. Wow. Oh, Benedict Wong. <laughs> yes. Huh. Uh, it's a huge ensemble cast, and yeah. yeah, it's all about uh, the sun is dying, so they 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 straight up strip all the resources they can from Earth to reignite it. Interesting. What was uh? There was a movie that came out recently where like they found out the that the moon was hollow or something. Moonfall. Yeah, and that just looks stupid, but I it's really wanted dumb, to see it. it dumb okay. as shit. <laughs> That's... I didn't see it. It's dumb as shit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's, it's a Roland Emmerich movie. Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow, 2012. 
okay. It's another one of his disaster movies. It's just disaster. Yeah. It's just him getting off from watching millions of people get killed on camera. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of um, action movies for the sake of action, uh, that and just bad directors maybe. Um, that made me think of Michael Bay, which made me think of Transformers and the the Beast War or whatever it's called. Uh, Rise the Tran- of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts uh, trailer just came out. And I meant to bring that up. Yeah. Um, and that I don't know. Uh, I'm, it looks like what it looks exactly like what I'm expecting it to be. Um, whereas like you could say Bumblebee was Iron Man. And they're just going straight for the end game movie. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like to me. Like, they're just skipping all of these movies they could be making. And they're just going straight for end game. Um, and that's what it looks like to me. And I'm really hoping it's not. But I'm so excited about seeing it. Because, like, just seeing um, Optimus Primal and che- and uh, Cheetor. Who else was in there? I'm, uh, Rhinox. There was a bird. Air Razor. Airazer, man, like just getting to see, especially see, I don't know why seeing, uh, is it Cheetor? That doesn't sound Yeah, Cheetor's in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just seeing Cheetor, like I was just like, oh, it's Cheetor. And then Rhinox, like I just got so excited. Uh, They've released most of the cast for it. Okay, but do you know who I didn't see in that trailer? And maybe I missed him. He's not in it. There's Uh, no Rat Trap. I'm so mad. Rat Trap's not in it. Tigertron's not in it. It's, uh, there's three factions in it. There's the Autobots, the Maximals, and the Terracons. Who are the Terracons? They're hunters. Okay. Yeah, they. Uh, are they in uh, the? Are they in the cartoons or the comics or anything? Yeah, the Terracons are a faction of uh, Decepticons. Okay. Okay. And then later on, they've uh, used the term for like zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are kind of hunters. They're they hunt down the other factions and kill them. And mm-hmm. their leader puts all their faction symbols on his uh, on his alt mode as trophies. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And. Yeah, uh, Peter Cullen is playing Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee doesn't have a voice. Pete Davidson is playing Mirage. Who uh, is Mirage? What's his car or something? Uh, he's or the is Porsche he that's in it. That like he's the Porsche. Okay, yeah, that was my he's guess. He's the Porsche. Uh, Lisa Koshi is RC, who I don't know much about. Some of these people I don't know. Uh, Cristo yeah. Fernandez is Wheeljack. John sure. DiMaggio is Stratosphere. Uh, John, DiMaggio. Um, I don't know much about him, but John DiMaggio, he's Bender. From Futurama. Got it. Thank you. I heard that name. Yeah, he's, that's cool. He's a big voice actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's. I think that's why I recognize his name. He's done a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's been in like a lot of Transformer movies. So that he's, makes sense. Yeah. He's kind of regular. Uh, Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is Air Razor. She was. Okay. Uh, she's been in a bunch of Marvel movies. Yeah, and one I just said she was in uh, that Sun movie. Oh yes. And um, Cheetor, his voice has not been announced yet. Okay. Uh, one of the Chris's. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. uh, David Sobolov is Rhinox. Who's he's, that guy? David Sobolov's a voice actor. He's okay. been in a lot of Transformer stuff. He was Depth Charge in the Beast Wars, and he's played. Okay. Uh, he was Shockwave in the cartoon Transformers Prime, and he's he was in the last he was in the Bumblebee movie as Blitzwing, the guy who rips out Bumblebee's voice box. Got it. Okay. And hmm. Peter Dinklage is Scourge, the leader of the Terracons. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's that's one I had to raise an eyebrow about because I just can't picture his voice coming out of any villain, really. Yeah, I, I mean, he can he can kind of get an attitude, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
David Sovolov again. He's playing Battle Trap. Uh, mm. He's doing dual things. Uh, Michelle Jai Rodriguez is playing Nightbird. Um, I don't know her either. Uh, the all human cast are people I do not know. Like this um, is... I recognize the Noah guy, uh, Anthony Ramos. He's in Hamilton. Okay. He he, uh, he did a fantastic job in Hamilton. I'll tell you what. Uh, oh, Cristo Fernanda. Who's that guy? Oh, Wheeljack. Okay. The guy who plays Wheeljack, um, he was in, or he's in Ted Lasso. He's one of my favorite characters. Okay. Um, but um, he was also in, he was at the end of Venom, the second Venom movie. He's the bartender at the, like in the post credit scene. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just, I'm looking through the pictures of the people. Now. Oh, you mean, yeah, No Way Home. Yeah. And he has a lot of credits. Oh, was it No Way Home? Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, directed by Steve Cappell Jr., who did Creed 2. Interesting. Yes, and uh, um, they just announced the music by, but I can't, uh, uh, by, it's a, it's a very diverse cast. It's an all, like, black cast. Black what? and Latino cast member. It's, it's a. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very, very. It's very big, diverse cast, which is uh, unique, than, and like, I I look forward to it. The composer yeah. of it is uh an art is someone that's worked with the director before. He mostly does hip hop, so mm. it makes sense with the trailer playing like a Biggie yeah. Small song. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I hope it's not a mess. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid it's going to be a mess, but yeah, just because you got three fractions, and they did such a good job with that first movie. Oh, Bumblebee's great! It's such a personal <sighs> film, and I wanted another yep. personal film. And yeah, it would have been awesome. It's, I mean, it is what it is. Um, also, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out too. Yeah, that movie felt that trailer. I, I don't know what what's it about. It's a teaser, I guess. I didn't realize that. I saw later yeah, that it was still like two minutes long, so I don't know why. It's a huge teaser, teaser that tells you nothing about it other than everyone is sad. Everyone <laughs> is sad, and I, I don't like those Guardians uniforms. I don't yeah. like the comics, and so I was kind of bummed to see that they were going to be in this movie. I'm like, gosh, I don't like those like uniforms that they wear. Yeah, well, and it looked like Drax is wearing one now, too. It's just like, let him not wear a shirt. It's fine. Yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's the final one, so it's... Yeah, that'll be interesting. I kind of, in all honesty, like, watching that trailer, I was just like, I don't know that I wanted a third one. <laughs> uh, the second one was fine, I guess, too. Like, I... I think just seeing them in the last other... Like, just in those other movies, and it just seemed like they were all phoning it in. Like... I, I'm just not excited about seeing them again in this, like in their own movie. Oh, in the Thor. Yeah, well, like in yeah. Thor, and even in Endgame, I don't know. It was fine. They didn't even have any speaking roles. Oh, I guess they did at the very end, but I know um, uh, that. Uh, well, did you see the Did you see the holiday special that came out? No, I didn't. Oh, I, watch the holiday special. Is it good? It's long. It's pretty good. Okay. It's, I, uh, I like the beginning. I'm not fond of the middle a bit, yeah. but then I really like the ending. It's really good. It's a, okay. it's a fun okay. little thing. Yeah. I I think this is just one of those things, too, where, like, I was excited about these things when they were first announced, and I'm just not excited anymore. Like, it just took too long, I guess. I don't know. Um, like, we started uh, – Kelsey and I – my wife and I just started watching a TV show that finally came out that we've – that's based on a series of mystery novels that she really likes. 
um, about a French Canadian detective. Um, and I'm, I, I listened to the first two books on audio and so I, I liked them um, and they're fun. But like this TV show has been in the works for like years, it seems like. And it's just like now that it's finally out, I just like I don't know that I actually want to see it anymore. <laughs> Uh, and we watched the first one. It was fine. Or the first episode. It was fine. But it's just interesting. Like, it's just coming out of COVID. I just feel like they're still kind of like, you know, finally getting the things out that they've been working on, I guess. Just everyone seems to be. Andor was shot before COVID. Yeah. Well, there you go. Or uh, shot right when COVID kicked off. They shot it like two years before they released it. That ended, yeah. by the way, really great. Yeah. I finally watched the second episode. Uh,. Was it? Yeah. And I watched it and I was just like, I really hope this, you know, picks up because like that second episode, they introduced a new character. But otherwise, like, it didn't feel like anything happened. Um, I don't know. Like, I I hope I I've not heard anyone say anything bad about it other than it is a little slow at the beginning, especially. Um, And so I'm just I'm waiting for it to pick up, I guess. And I'm excited about it. Like the story, like the trailer looked good. The story sounds great. Um, I like the concept and I really hope that they make more of shows like this. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I plan on finishing it. So. It's very interesting that like we talked about on the podcast before and other people said mm. it, like you flat out even said like you were looking forward to it as a spy show and stuff. It's not a spy show. Yeah. Not that's... a spy show even remotely. And a lot of people I think were thinking it was because yeah. he was the head of the intelligence for the rebellion and stuff like that. But this is yeah. not him part of the rebellion. This is his origin story. And yeah, it's not a James Bond or anything like yeah. that. It's not spy related at that's all. That's too bad. That's good to know. No, not yeah. even remotely. I'm thankful it's not. Sure. I think that, like, I, I honestly, I say this every time one of these comes out, but I could say every single time they just keep getting there, this is the best Star Wars show. <laughs> this yeah. really is. It's the best Star Wars show. Yeah, well, and they certainly seem to be, like, it's funny with Star Wars, like, they seem to be getting better and better. Um, I Whereas so. with Marvel, they seem to be getting worse and worse. I disagree wholeheartedly, <laughs> sir. The last one was my favorite one. She Wait. Oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. They, they seem to have reset the Marvel shows. You're right. She-Hulk was good. Um, well, it had its moments, but it was good. trying to think about She-Hulk. I haven't thought about it too much. Um, I, I had, I, yeah, I, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it again. Um, but it was fun. Whereas I feel like a lot of the Marvel shows were not as fun. Um, they're not so rewatchable. Think, yeah. And I think that's, I don't know. And I'm, I, have you rewatched any of the other Star Wars stuff, I guess? Like uh, Man- Mandalorian or Boba Fett? I mean, I've seen them all so many times, yeah. Okay, so you have. So you watch them more than once. Okay. Oh, gosh, yeah. There's not much that I haven't rewatched. Yeah. Except that Japanese anime one, but. <laughs> yeah. The rest uh, of them I've rewatched many times. I just finished yeah. rewatching a second round of Andor. Okay, cool. I, yeah. I, and, I, and, they're re- and you think they're all re- rewatchable? Yeah. Okay. I really do. There's, uh, you know, there's Mandalorian, there's Book of Boba Fett, then there's mm-hmm. Andor, there's, I guess the only one I haven't re-rewatched was probably Bad Batch, but sure. y- usually when the second seasons will come out of, like, the cartoons, I'll rewatch them. But Yeah, well, you do that with the shows, too, it seems like. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Andor was really, really great. I think it's, okay. it's, it's so not Star Wars that it's so welcoming. That's yeah, something very different. And I think that's kind of what I'm excited about 
like going into it too. And, and I guess, you know, that is a nice thing to hear. Um, you say that like, it's not, uh, so much a spy movie. Cause like, you know, if it was, it'd be, it'd probably ha- end up being, you know, more about the empire or the rebellion, I suppose. And oh, so that's all kinda... this is about. Oh, okay. Well, that's all it's about, but okay. So, but it doesn't feel like star Wars just because it's not skywalkers. There's nothing in the there's no force. There's not even a mention ah, of the force yes, in this. Yes, yes. Okay. There's no Jedi. There's no lightsabers. There's no none of that. It's it's, it's all just the, poli- the politics. Yes. And that's the thing <laughs> is that I am engulfed by the bureaucracy. Yeah. OK. Because it goes deep into like the ISB, which is the like CIA, FBI of the Empire and stuff like that. It's people sitting in boardrooms. Wait, talking is that? About stuff. Is that is that okay? So at the beginning of Andor, um, the people that are investigating uh, what he does in the first scene of the first episode, um, so that's there. That's like the CIA organization. No, no, okay, no, that's a corporation. Okay, okay, that that's what I thought it was, and but they, so they're not Empire related at all. There are systems in the galaxy that are individually ran because they are not deemed important enough to police by the empire. So they are left alone. The empire does have jurisdiction over them, but they essentially allow these corporations to govern themselves. Okay. So the best way I can give this as an example of is it's very similar to when America was getting built where Mm -hmm. you'd have company towns. Yeah. 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 Where they would build a factory in the town, ta- in an area, and then they would build the town around it. Yeah, that's essentially that, what these places are. They're corporation-run yeah. uh, systems that are uh, that the empire does have reign over, but they leave them alone as long as they do. Kind of like royal, like old times and uh, old times, where you would have a king. Yeah. And then well, spread, like throughout them. the kingdom, you would have lords. Yep. Yeah. And the lords would, as long as they paid their taxes and everything, the kingdoms would leave them alone. Yeah. That's um, what this. Is. That's what those yeah. places are. So that place that's investigating Andor in the first and second episodes, that's just a corporation. Yeah. That but you'll sense. see it gets it gets deeper into that later on. Yeah. Well, and that's also how the 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 video game Outer Worlds is kind of. It's just a bunch of corporations because like they're colonies like in deep space. Yeah. Um. It, it's actually funny too because uh, the second story that I submitted um and wrote it's about a fiefdom that's so far away from the capital the king doesn't care about it. That's really mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> that's that's what Andor's is yeah. done. Like uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. In the planet that. Uh, Andor's from Ferrex. Yeah, that's part of that corporation's sector. Okay, and even in, their... and like within that corporation system too, like they kind of talked about that that planet as even just being like un like minuscule and you know unimportant. Yeah. So like yeah. of an unimportant call uh, an unimportant system, he is from an unimportant planet. Yes, which is very interesting. Like as a that just makes his character very interesting to me at least. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. Um, no, I'm excited to see it like because I I see a lot of potential for it. And I I feel like these first two episodes are just, you know, building it. Um, uh, It just I don't know. It just wasn't engaging for me yet. So I'm hoping I'm confident it'll get there just because everyone seems so excited about it, I guess. So we'll see. Yeah, it's the highest rated Star Wars show. That's good to hear, honestly. Yeah, it's extremely um, well received. Just because, like, like you said, like I, I want more Star Wars that's not Jedi 
and lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I say similar things about Star Trek. Like I want, I want Star Trek shows that aren't the Federation. And I think that's kind of why I liked Picard because like it, it was getting, it was starting to get away, away from the Federation. Um, but there still was like a really heavy uh, Federation. Well, the biggest problem with Picard is they made Federation a bunch of racist xenophobes. Yeah. Yeah. They're really turning. Cause well, they're trying to, they're trying to turn the Federation into the enemy, which is they turn like, the, are, they really turn the Federation into the Trump. Uh, yeah, they the, did. Like they didn't right. even deny it either. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and I, I don't like that about Picard, but I did enjoy just the fact that he, you know, he went and got, they're just, they're on a ship. That's not a Federation ship, even though like everyone on there has worked for the federation I suppose. yeah that was but, kind of the shitty thing about patrick stewart patrick stewart said he did not want to wear a uniform yeah he was that was his thing and he almost walked away from before which is funny because what he was wearing out. was basically a uniform well, he's wearing casual clothes mostly yeah but star trek casual is still very uniform <laughs> he just didn't want to wear the jumpsuit i yeah i mean they I, what I don't understand is it why they don't just make a uniform that's not a jumpsuit. Because but, it's a socialist world where everyone's equal. And they can't have pockets. They can't have pockets. They can't have pants. They wear onesies. That's true. Uh, just give them skirts. Even the men. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else coming out or that's out? Indiana Jones trailer came out. I didn't even watch. No, I did watch that. I forgot about it already because <laughs> it was just like, what's going on? Yeah. Like is I said, in, in our future? group chat, this, in I'm like, this thing is such a mess. Nothing is held on for more than half a second. It's just yeah. bam, 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 bam. Well, and he's like, digitally de-aged. He's old. Like, what's the timetable here? Oh, 1969. It's the moon race. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's uh, it's it takes place in uh, 1969. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, um, yeah, I've not looked anything into this other than just watching the trailer. Uh, in 1969, American archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones lives against the backdrop of the space race. Jones is uneasy over the fact the U.S. government has recruited former Nazis to help uh, help beat yeah, the Soviet Union in competition sense. against the space race. His goddaughter, Helena, accompanies him on a journey. Meanwhile, Voller, a NASA member and ex-Nazi, involved with the moon landing program wishes to make the world into a better place as he sees it uh mm-hmm. that character is mads mickelson Ooh, mads mickelson is a former nazi who's been hired yeah, yeah, yeah. NASA to help with the moon race interesting uh, i mean I, I was gonna go see it just because it's in i i intend to but yeah i hated that trailer yeah yeah John Reese Davis is in it again as Sala. That was probably like something I was amped up. Every time about, I see and then him, watching it, going, they're so old now. Yeah, every time I see John Reese Davies, I'm just like, I thought he died. <laughs> no, like, he's, I really he's thought older. he was dead. I mean, yeah, is John Reese Davies now. He was 60 when he did. Uh, oh, he's 78. Yeah, so he's not in his 80s yet. I thought he, he was. He does look a lot older than that. Yeah. <laughs> him and Harrison Ford is 80. Harrison Ford's older than John Reese davies Yeah, really? I did not know Harrison Ford was already 80. I thought he was late 70s. Yeah. Also, just Harrison Ford's acting lately has not been top tier. He was good, uh, in, uh, he was good in Blade Runner. He was good in Blade Runner. He did seem to care for Blade Runner. Uh, 
That's a good point. He's going to be in, uh, he's coming into the MCU. Yeah. As Thunderbolt Ross. He's hit 80 though. So boy, we're going to start seeing him shrivel up though. Yeah. That is interesting that they got him for Thunderbolt just because like, that's a, that's a big age jump. Um, cause I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who played William Thunderbolt. Hurt. Yeah. He wasn't that old. Was he? Uh, cause I thought he died pretty young. William Hart was 71. Okay. Wow, he looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he was born in 1950. Okay. Harrison huh. Ford was only uh, a few years older, uh, about eight years older than him. Eight years older than I him. I mean, that's eight years, and at a time when eight years kind of shows. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I mean, thir- late 30s person saying that, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Boyd Holbrook is uh, playing Mads Mikkelsen's uh, second-in-command. Who? He was in, uh, he was, uh, the villain in Logan. He was the guy with the robot hand. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, I have faith in this movie because of who's making it. I just am kind of like, he's so old now. Yeah. I wonder how much digital, it looks like there's a lot of scenes where they de-aged him. Well, which they, I assume they show are flashbacks. one scene where he's de-aged, but I know they think they did. I think they did polish him up for the whole thing. I know. Yeah. I know Spielberg wasn't happy to hear that they were de-aging him. Yeah. Oh, Antonio Banderas. Spielberg was going to make this, but he stepped down two years ago. What is he? Is he making movies anymore or just producing? Spielberg them? makes like three movies a year. He does. Yeah. I know that's so funny because like when we were kids, it's like Spielberg movie came out, you go see it, and now I don't even know what they are. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Is he, he even producing uh, Well, he won. He he did West Side Story last year. Yeah, I forgot about that. He did Ready Player One, The Post, BFG, Bridge of Spies, Lincoln. He did have a little bit of a gap, but there's one point. Yeah, he had um, hmm. he had two movies come out in 2011. Interesting. George Lucas movies is uh, two. Two movies come out in '97. Yeah, Spielberg was on a roll for a while, putting out two movies a year. That's interesting. Like, I, and just it's. I don't know. I I have no desire to see any of his movies. Like the ones you just listed I don't, off. I don't either. The last one I saw okay. was Ready Player One, and before oh, I did see Lincoln uh, a few about six months ago, which was amazing. But that came out in 2012. Yeah. But in the past 15 years, I've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, before Lincoln, I only saw two movies, Crystal Skull and uh, uh, Ready Player One, and I didn't like yeah. Ready Player One. And those are probably the two that I saw as well. Yeah, before that, they, it was War of the Worlds, and I hated War of the Worlds. That was a bad movie. I just don't like it. Everybody likes it. I didn't like it. No, and, I didn't care for it either. It, it, I don't know what the, was wrong with it necessarily, other than maybe Tom Cruise. But uh, I didn't even think Tom Cruise was bad. I thought everything about it was. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I mean, Jaws is my favorite Spielberg movie. But I, you yeah. know, I have a really big soft spot for like Catch Me If You Can. I never saw that. No, I, like like, it. I, I saw bits didn't like piece Minority of Report. Did he do a Minority Report? Yep. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Did it the same year as Catch Me If You Can. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. I, so, yeah, he stepped down from making this, which I'm kind of okay with. But, yeah, I mean, James Mangold, who did, you know, Walk the Line, Logan. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a good movies. director, so I'm sure he's mm-hmm. going to do really well with it. Oh, Spielberg's newest movie is that, like, 
borderline autobiography movie. Uh, the Fablemans. I haven't heard about it, but I saw it on his filmography. I didn't know what it was. It it's like a loose. It sounds like it's supposed to kind kind of be about like his childhood, but not really. Like it's just like a loose. It's loosely based on his life. Um, so it's kind of like about him as a kid, but it's not him. But it's it's, just, it's about a little kid who wants to become a movie director. It. it I don't know. People seem excited about it. I saw the trailer and I was just like, not really excited about it. So what? I don't know. Whatever. That's how I feel about it. What am I looking? Oh wow! At? I I always thought Spielberg was like George Lucas, who came from money, but he didn't. Um. Oh yeah. I guess I never knew anything about that. His mother was a restauranter and a pianist, and his father was an electrical engineer. Well, maybe he did come from money. He developed computers. <laughs> oh, well, at that time, though, like a Jew growing up in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, I don't know. Ukrainian. What is 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 his, his Ukraine? He's Ukrainian. Hmm. Oh, you, yeah, Ukrainian Sahara. Jew. Spielberg's okay. grandparents came from Ukraine. Interesting. Hmm. Yep, Ukrainian Jews. Yeah. They settled in Cincinnati when they uh, came over from uh, in the 1900s. Yeah. Huh. I just thought he came from like the bullshit rich uh, filmmaker, uh, beneficial filmmakers, like yeah. all his friends did, like Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas and such. Yeah. Ron Howard. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, but that's interesting. Oh, he grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Hmm. I didn't realize. Uh, I was just looking at the list of movies. He did Tintin, the Adventures of Tintin, or of Tintin. He did. That's the weird thing about Spielberg. He's he's one of the biggest directors ever, but his a lot of his movies are like critical hits and not box office hits later on. Yeah. The BFG wasn't. The Post wasn't. Um, the Post. West Side key. Story wasn't, but okay. that came out during COVID. War Horse, yeah. Adventures of Tintin. Like some of uh, the past ten years of his movies, they don't make a lot of money, but they're very highly received yeah it looks like there was a bit of a gap uh because he did war the war of the worlds in munich in 2005 and then he didn't make anything until 2008 and then again I, in 2011 and then he made two movies in 2000 yeah it's like he's either making like several or he's taking a hiatus it seems like yeah he didn't do anything from 2018 to 2021 but granted there was the pandemic i think he was probably working on west side story sure which I know nothing about West Side Story, so whatever. Yeah, that's one we didn't watch in school. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot he did Amistad. Yeah, so. Yes, huh? he did. He did Amistad. Mm-hmm. Right after Jurassic Park. Well, he huh. did Schindler's List between them both, but he made he did one right after another. Well, uh, no, he did uh, he did Jurassic Schindler's Park, List Schindler's 93. List, Lost World, and then Amistad. Sorry, yeah. When I said Jurassic Park, I meant Lost World. Sorry. Yep. It's Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did Hook? He did Hook. Hmm. He did three movies in 2000. Uh, no, wait. Did, no, he did. He did two movies. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we don't need to go down Steven Spielberg's. We've, we're at an hour anyway. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I don't I don't know what else to talk about. Uh, I don't know either. Um, fair enough. I really don't. What are we what are, what are we looking at right now? Um. Well. We got one more podcast till Christmas. Okay. Next uh, podcast after that though is uh, New Year is New Year's Eve. 
<laughs> oh, we should maybe reschedule that. <laughs> if you got something going on, I don't have a fucking life. I don't know that I do, but I'll I'll be we'll be staying up a little late for the kids and we, uh, we it feels like it's become a tradition that I go to my brother's actually for New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm nice. not sure. And I have some friends that were wanting to do something too, so it's hard to say what's going to happen. Um so I don't know. Uh but yeah, we might have to reschedule that one. Um but yeah, I guess other than that, uh, for everyone who's still listening, go to our website, uh, recordinglifepodcast.com, buy our stuff, get a mug, uh, stop texting Matt and tweet, tweet us or Facebook us. Don't tweet um, us. Tweet Twitter's gone to shit. Yeah, I'm not really on there anymore. I have a, I have a Hive account now. Which that is won't like, exist in six months, Dexter. Probably not. <laughs> it's existed since 2017, so I don't know. It's just like two people, though. That will continue to be irrelevant six months next year. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, Facebook us. That's probably the best way to get a hold of us. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, if you're still listening to this, uh, thank you for listening. Take care. <laughs>